sadly do not have, um, I do not have, um, hang on, can y'all hear me? I think you can hear me. I know that my, uh, the podcast can hear me perfectly well. Um, but the question is, <laughs> can YouTube hear me? I think they can hear me. Chat, I don't know no more. Hang on. No, you know what? We just gonna keep it going. So, forgive me. Um, I'm gonna let y'all know now. I am really not feeling that well. Um, I sadly, sadly tested positive for COVID. Uh, I just did my whole, actually the entire family has it, sadly. Um, but you know. Uh, so we're all respectively quarantined in our respective locations. Um, and I would have gotten up and did, um, part two of our little... Bible series, uh, reading through the book of Galatians last week. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I would have probably did it sometime earlier this week, but the first three days were really, really rough, so. I have been drinking, actually, let me rephrase, I've been eating vitamins. For those of you who are listening to the podcast and can't see, I'm holding up an emergency vitamin immune. Uh, plus bottle with gummies, and I've been drinking um, super orange emergency because we're trying to kill this thing, man. <laughs> we're trying to kill it. So, everyone has been wearing their mask around each other. Um, we've ordered food, like, we really don't have energy to eat or cook right now, and that says a lot because I like to cook, right? But with this going on, we just haven't had the energy to do that. So we've been, we've been ordering food. And I've been exercising, so I'm trying to keep that up. <laughs> I look good, I'm trying to continue, right? Um, so yeah, that is what has been going on in the world of Matthew. Mm. I do not wish this on anybody. Not the anti-vaxxers, not the Trump supporters, not the racists. I don't, I don't wish COVID on anyone. It is not good, you know. Let me just say, think fully. I am completely vaccinated. No, oh, I'm completely vaccinated. I just need to get the booster, right? And so, with me being vaccinated, it it could be worse. It it could have been worse. Um, but with me being vaccinated, you know, mostly all I'm dealing with is drainage on my, um, on, uh, my vocal cords and my sinuses and then my body just aches. Um, that's mostly it, right? Um, but for the most part, like I said, I have once or twice about the energy spurts to continue my exercises and everything. And so that is that. But that's that is enough about 
um, me and how I'm doing, right? <laughs> let us get into this word um, and let's see what Paul is talking about and who he's talking to in chapter 2 of the book of Galatia. Alright, y'all. So, as always, you know your Bible teacher's reading from the book. Um, not the book. It's reading from the Holman Christian version. This is the book I'm going to stay with for now, because I don't feel like using the internet to pick everything else up and doesn't mean that. So, let's go. Chapter 2. Then after fourteen years, I went up again to Jerusalem, with Barnabas taking Titus along also. I went up because of a revelation and presented to them the gospel I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those recognized as leaders, so that I might not be running, might not be running or have run in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, though he was Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. This issue arose because of false brothers smuggling in, who came in secretly to spy on our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, in order to enslave us. But we did not yield in submission to other people. For even an hour, so that the truth of the gospel would remain for you. But from those recognized as important, what they surely, what they really were, makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. Those recognized as important added nothing to me. On the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel of for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. For he who was at work with Peter in the in the uh. Apostleship for the circumcised was also out of work with me among the Gentiles, when James, Cephas, and John, recognized as pillars, acknowledged the grace that had been given to me. They gave the right hand of fellowship to me and Barnabas agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They asked only that they would remember the poor, which I made every effort to do so. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. For he used to eat with the Gentiles before certain men came 
from Jane. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party. Then the real, then the rest of the Jews joined in his his, his hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was carried away by the hypocrisy. But then I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel. I told Cephas in front of everyone, if you are a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How can you compel Gentiles to be to live like Jews? We are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we might be justified by faith in Christ. And not by the works of the law, but by the works of the law no human being will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found to be sinners in Christ, then a promote, sorry, I'm sorry y'all, I'm gonna read that again. Uh, uh, got twisted up somehow. But if while seeking to be justified by Christ, are we ourselves also found to be sinners? Is Christ then a promoter of sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild those things which I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For, the, for through the law, I have died to the law, that I might live to God. I have, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live is in the, fret, in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So God be with us as we uh, begin to dive into your word. Be with us as we begin to dissect what it is that you are revealed to Paul, to reveal to us in this 21st century. I have some notes here. <laughs> and if you want to do whatever you want with them, you do whatever you want. You are the star of this show. Have your way. Amen. Alright, y'all. So let's get into it. So. While in Galatia, Paul notices that the issue of salvation being connected to hygiene is on the rise. As Paul calls it, circumcision versus uncircumcision, right? 
This issue has completely confused the Church of Galatia. But Paul states that the reason for the confusion comes from liars in the gospel. On top of it, Paul makes notion that the church sorry. Paul makes notion to the church that neither him or his ministry partners are among the few ministers of the gospel who are not circumcised and are still called to carry out the message of the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> here's a little humor. Hygiene is very important, right? <laughs> if you're gonna be preaching the gospel to me, I better not smell no funkiness from you. <laughs> you better smell like rose petals and blackberries for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Do not come to me trying to give me the gospel of Jesus Christ and you'll be smelling like onions and wonton soup. No. <laughs> you need to be clean. Go wash yourself <laughs> in Jesus' name. But in this instance, Paul is saying, whether you circumcise or uncircumcised, that has nothing to do with the fact that the gospel is still the gospel and is going to be shared. So Paul makes it known to the church that bodily <clears throat> hygiene does not disqualify one from receiving the gospel or teaching it. In fact, he calls out Peter or as some people know him as Cephas. He calls out Peter for being too faith to the church of Galatia. He tells Peter that one must carry oneself as Christ for all people. And we see that re-emphasized in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 22. He lets Peter know that he does not need to change for either group of believers, but that he must be himself for both groups to bring the knowledge of Christ to all who need it. Paul explains to Galatia that the notion of the law is to help one stay close to God, but it does not dictate their life. It does not dictate their life. One is to live life unto God with freedom, for the law is bondage. Right? Uh, the law is bondage. And so what Paul is saying in this, in, in, in this instance with the scripture, he's saying <clears throat> the law, while it's there and it is to help us and it's to guide us, right? It's to guide us. Everything that's written down in that law is to guide us. It's like an outline, which is what Paul is saying. He's like, that's it. He was like that. It is an outline. You are in Christ. You have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You now get to live life to the fullest because of him. 
right? He's saying you get to lit the law was an outline. I'm gonna say it again. I think I didn't say it about four times. That's okay. He was like, it was to guide you. It was to show you what to do, how to do things until Christ came and brought freedom. That's what he said. He said it was to show you until Christ came and brought you freedom. And now that you have freedom, you don't need it no more. You, he said for some of you that want to, you can still follow it if you want to, but do not let it dictate your life, right? In, in a way, he was, it's like he was showing them the Pharisees all over again like Jesus did in his time. He's basically like, you know what? The Pharisees, they let the law dictate their life. They didn't know anything outside of the law. They didn't know life outside of the law. They didn't know a, a, a family and friendship outside of the law. Right. He was like, do not allow the law to dictate your life. Because when you do, it brings you back into bondage. It is this freedom that gives us complete access to Christ. But to go back to that which has bound us means that the work of Christ was for nothing and makes lawbreakers according to the law itself. So basically what Paul is saying is that you know you end up breaking the law by going back to the law, right? Alright. Let me let me adjust myself so I can I can really uh so Paul is saying <clears throat> he's basically saying you are free right you, you are free no one goes back to that which brought them free no one goes back to that which they were free from unless they just want to right Paul is saying to the church of Galatia you guys are free to do what you want, how you want, under the guidelines that it is to bring honor and glory to God. But yet, he is also saying, he's like, you have a choice whether you want to go back or not. And he's saying, but let me just warn you that if you go back to that which frees you, you are now putting yourself under the law and you are now, you are now breaking the law itself. Right? Jesus himself said it this way. He said a dog goes back to his own vomit once it regurgitates something. Why would you want to go back to something that you just got out of? Right? That's like an alcoholic going back to the bar once he completed all of the steps to be free from alcohol. That's like someone who's gone to a sex anonymous um, 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 meeting. Going back to uh, in, in, into a sexual encounter uh, 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 once they just got through all the steps. No, 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 no. You would be breaking the law by going back to it, right? Come on, Paul. You're helping us today. So thankfully, because of the cross, we have the ability to live in freedom with Christ. Because of Christ, it is not us who really 
who are really living, but it is the indwelling of Christ and the Holy Spirit living within us, right? So we are living, right? We have the ability to live, breathe, sneeze, cough. We got all those uh, 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 things that we can see, taste, touch, smell stuff, right? And even those who are blind and those who have some sort of uniqueness <clears throat> uh, about them, they're able to do things because that's they're, they're a living thing. But we have an added layer. We have an added layer for those of us that are Christians. True Christians, not just progressive, inclusive Christianity, but those who are really true Christians of Christ Jesus. We have a, a another layer that is living inside of us. That in that layer that's living inside of us is called the Holy Spirit. To which this is what Paul is talking about. He's saying we we have the right to live in the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us helps us along the way because we can't do this by ourselves so if we go back living in sin once christ has died for us then we are living for ourselves and out of the will of christ which also means that christ died for nothing so this is what paul is also getting at he said you know he's saying we have freedom we can do what we want how we want when we want but we also have Christ and the Holy Spirit living within us. And if we decide that we want to do our own thing, live our own way, do whatever we want to do, that's a problem. And if we feel like we want to sin and do whatever we want and not really consult the Lord like we should, then, then, then that's an issue. He's saying then there's no reason that Christ went on the cross and took the nails for us. There's no reason that Christ went on the cross and decided to um, hang up there for hours upon hours until he said to the to 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 God, "I give up my spirit; it is finished." Then there's no reason, there's no no point of him getting nails in his hands, nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his hand, and they pierced him in his side. There is no reason that he should have did that if we're gonna cut. Can we just sin and sin and sin and not have repercussions, right? It, but it, it, it makes no point. It, it's like a parent telling you, don't touch the stove, right? And you touch it and you're just like, ah, dang it. And then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again. Eventually your parent is going to probably <laughs> reprimand you so good that you know, you're not going to want to do it again, right? And and so it's the same thing. Why would you want to constantly do something over and over and over again that you have been given from when Christ was on the cross? Paul is saying, and, and I'll get into that in chapter 3 um, next week, right? Uh, because this is, this is good. Um, Paul is saying that you, gotta, you, you guys got to stop it because... This is ridiculous. There should be no reason. This is basically Paul saying that there is no reason why you are constantly going back to sin. There's no reason for that. There's an issue that needs to be fixed, right? And so, you know, 
Mm. Oh my goodness, yeah. Y'all, I gotta stop because <clears throat> this is this is just this is too good. So <laughs> thank you again for joining me for another um, episode of the Winning Season Podcast. And thank you for tuning in for part two of our um, reading through the Bible uh, or reading through the book of Galatians. Um, little fun Bible study. Um, I try to do it every Wednesday and every Monday. Um, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So just always be on the lookout. Turn on your notifications for your podcast and YouTube. Uh, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting this. Make sure to share it with friends and family. I love you guys so much. And have a great one.